We are about 30-ish days away from Colorado taking the field in Dallas-Fort Worth to play against the TCU Horned Frogs. But first, they have some very important position battles to settle during fall camp, and I'm going to highlight those position battles on today's episode of Locked on Buffs. You are Locked on Buffs, your daily podcast on the Colorado Buffaloes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? This is Locked on Buffs. I am your host, Kevin Bolber. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about the key position battles um, during fall camp for Colorado. Um, they have about 30 days. I, it might be a little more, a little less uh, away from the start of their season. And they have about, I would say, seven to ten position battles that need to be settled before then. So that way they could get things going. And that way we know who's going to be taking the field for the Buffs. Um, we know they have a lot of talent everywhere. But these position battles are going to reign supreme this whole fall camp. That's going to be the talk of the camp. Um, I'm going to be talking about how Colorado's getting innovative. They're kind of moving forward with the future. Um, they won't be the first to do this thing, and they won't be the last to do it. And then we're going to talk about conference realignment updates, uh, Pac-12, Big 12, Big 10. Um, it all intertwines. So I will be discussing and updating you, you guys on what you need to know heading into the next coming days. So without further ado, sorry, had a hiccup there. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Buffs your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get your podcast. Make sure to tune in, like, subscribe, and follow. We appreciate you guys. Okay, time to talk about the key position battles for Colorado. Um, we all know when you bring in 50 transfers, uh, there's a lot to be – there's a lot of things to kind of figure out. There's 88 new people on the roster this year. Um, so that means there's position battles galore. Um, honestly, I don't want to say spring ball was a waste. Um, because obviously you want to get work in when you can, but spring ball was technically a waste for Colorado because majority of those guys are no longer on the team. So they're essentially starting fresh with the season a few weeks away, which will be an interesting challenge, but there are multiple position battles that I think are super important. So I'm going to highlight those. And this is kind of what I've been told and what I've been reading about the position battles and who's kind of leading them um, to start. So up first safety, um, they have six starting caliber safeties i would say uh shiloh sanders uh, obviously the son of coach prime uh came from jackson state was all swack player a couple years ago trevor woods um colorado guy last year um very very good one of the few bright spots on the team um you got cameron silman craig jackson state transfer miles slusher arkansas transfer was one of their best players roderick ward southern utah who very underrated transfer um wouldn't surprise me if he claims one of the starting spots or as at least a has a major impact. Travis J from Florida State, uh, Vito Tisdale from Kentucky, who was dealing with some legal issues and injury issues this past year. Um, that's uh, that's going to be this position battle right here is probably the most important and most interesting. Um, I don't think I think it's rare that you have six starting caliber players at a position where only two of them are going to start. Um, I'm not saying that these guys won't rotate, but. Obviously, you're not going to be rotating safeties in and out like it's hockey. Um, uh, maybe one of them moves to nickel. Uh, maybe one of them, I don't know. I, I don't really know how it all works out. Um, there's people who are definitely not going to get the snaps that they were hoping when they transferred, so that'll be interesting. Um, it's a good problem to have, to have this much talent. Um, but And you never know with injuries what could happen. Um, but that's, I don't envy whoever has to make that decision. I believe it's Charles Kelly. 
who's the safeties coach is going to have to make that decision. So he kind of is focusing on the defense as a whole. And then he's focusing on his safeties and making sure that they're doing what they need to be doing. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a, an, an intense battle. Um, I've already predicted the winners a couple times. Um, I look forward to seeing who comes out victorious on this one. The offensive line, uh, you have in the interior offensive line, you got Tyler Brown, uh, Van Wells and Jack Wilty. Uh, they're all kind of, they were all with the first team throughout spring practice, but obviously, like I talked about spring practice wasn't a waste, but it definitely wasn't indicative of what was to come because obviously there's so many new guys. Um, like even Jack Bailey, who, um, played in Sean Lewis's offense the past couple years. He knows the system. So does he come in and take a spot right away? Um, the running backs was, I think, is a more interesting one. I think Ultima Caskill is the front runner. But who's behind him? Who who comes in as that second back? It should be Kavosi Smoke. But then you have guys like Savion Wilkerson from Jackson State. You have Dylan Edwards, the freshman. Um, Charlie Offerdahl, the walk-on, who also might want to have a say in something. Uh, then you look at corner. Um, this is obviously there's Travis Hunter. So Travis Hunter secures one spot, but who starts opposite of him? Does Cormani McLean get the nod right away? Do they go with, um, they could go with a number of guys here. Kendrick Breedlove, um, from Ole Miss, uh, Carter Stoudemire. Um, he's the godson of the position coach. Um, not that, um, I don't think this team has any nepotism on it. Um, but there's a lot of guys that was uh, that were kind of in the mix, I guess you could say. Um, there's just going to be a lot of bodies here. Um, I think you could look at Omarion Cooper from Florida State. Uh, there's just a lot of things going on. Maybe maybe you also go Alabama transfer, Jacquez Robinson. Um, there's one corner spot and probably about four guys vying for it. Um, so it's going to be it's going to be pretty interesting. Um, I think obviously I've talked about it hundreds of times maybe not hundreds of times i've only done 115 ish episodes but the wide receiver spot that isn't claimed by um i think i think colorado has three receiver spots claimed i'm just going to call it right there um you have jimmy horn xavier weaver and travis hunter and i think javon antonio um, kind of claimed one so that could be the fourth right there so that means guys like willie Gaines uh from jackson state baylor transfer jalen ellis tavaris dawson from auburn um Marion Miller, the freshman, all these guys are vying for these spots, but you're probably vying for one spot. And that one spot could honestly be Travis Hunter's spot when he's not on the field on offense. Um, so you're not even going to be a full starter. Well, you'll be a starter, but you'll have, you were not going to get full reps like these other guys. Um, I think receiver has kind of been one of those things where uh, we've been talking about who's going to be the winner of the position battle. Um, it kind of feels like that's already been settled ish um, after summer workouts and stuff um, because receivers were the one position group that kind of had all of the transfers there that I think would be starting because um, Xavier Weaver was there. Jimmy Horn was there. Um, Jalen Ellis was not there. Not sure. I don't think Willie Gaines was there. He might have been. Tavares Dawson was there. But some of these guys have a leg up and that's what you get for being able to enroll early. So um, wide receivers is one to look out for. Then you go down to linebacker. Um, Levante Bentley, uh, kind of the, he's a Clemson transfer who should be the middle linebacker. Um, but you still need to figure out who's going to be the outside linebackers. Do you go with Demoy Kennedy from Alabama, who I think is going to be a breakout star this season? Um, kind of a, a freak athlete that just hasn't found his way onto the field. And then you got Brendan Gant from Florida state who, uh, hybrid linebacker, uh, safety type of guy. Um, where does he fit into this? Um, 
a lot of things to be seen there. And then finally, um, the backup quarterback. Uh, obviously, the backup quarterback situation is going to be very interesting. Um, it's going to be, regardless of who wins, it's going to be a walk-on or a freshman. So you want someone who, I guess, is able to handle um, pressure and, and knows the offense well. Because if Shadur goes down or if they need someone to come in, and play uh you need your backup quarterback to kind of step up and be that guy so those are the position battles that i am focusing on um i will keep you guys updated on what i hear about them and who kind of emerges as the leaders um so make sure to stay tuned for that um i also need you guys to know that this episode of locked on bus is brought to you by linkedin these days every new potential hire could feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. I personally have been hired off LinkedIn. That's where I got my job at the PAC 12 networks. Um, when I first graduated college a couple of years ago and now look at me, I'm, I'm a star and no, I'm just kidding. Um, but either way, it helped me go through LinkedIn was able to kind of meet the hiring manager and go from there. Um, if you want to do the same and find the perfect candidate like myself, then add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, we're back. We're talking about Colorado being innovative, um, kind of continuing to show that under Coach Prime, they're not afraid to do uh, cool, trendy, uh, futuristic things. Uh, I'm going to show you guys something that I saw yesterday. A lot of you guys saw it as well, but just in case you haven't, or if you're listening, um, I'll describe it to you. Um, ASMR vibes. Um <laughs> Colorado, they they aren't the first team. I think UCF was the first team to do it. I think Jackson State did it as well last year, but UCF did it a couple years ago, I believe, where they put, um, Colorado did, their social media handles on the back of their practice jerseys. So rather than saying Sanders, uh, Hunter, Horn, whoever, it has Ashador Sanders too. So I was going to show you guys um, just kind of what it looks like. Um, and we saw it during practice yesterday. Let me get the volume down because this video is kind of loud. Um, but just in case you guys wanted to see uh, what it looks like, um, because I think it's a pretty cool thing that they're doing there. Um, obviously, they've kind of been more on the innovative side. Oh. Also, pay attention to a few slides later, the defensive line getting the pressure on the quarterback. That was interesting to me as well. Marty McLean right there got beat. Here's the play. Pressure's in his lap. Pressure's right in his lap. I think that's, yeah, that's Dylan Edwards. So, yeah, I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing there. Um, obviously, when you have a program who 
it's catching a lot of eyes right now. Um, you kind of want to be able to help these guys build their brands up, um, especially in this NIL world. Um, I think a lot of players value, and Coach Prime said it himself, and he said that he's had not anybody on this team, but players come to him and be like, what's my NIL package? Before they even ask about playing time and stuff like that. So obviously we live in a society where players value things like social media followers, NIL, um, almost more than they value the, the football product. Um, if you're a listener and you didn't get to see the video, it's on uh, Buffs on Ath on Twitter, so go check it out. Um, it's literally where their name is. It says at Shadur Sanders or whatever his Twitter is. Um, and then also I was kind of pointing out, you probably heard me talking during the video because there's not really any audio um, that's worth listening to. They were doing some uh, some scrimmaging. I don't know if it was 11. on. I think some of it was 11 on 11. Other was seven on seven. Um, when the defense line was going against the offense line, Shadur Sanders was quickly under pressure, which is quite concerning. Um, I talked about it multiple times. I'll talk about it again. The offensive line is going to be determining whether or not this team is any good on offense. If Shadur Sanders has two seconds to get the ball off or like one second, this offense will not work. Um, they're going to be off the field. Since they go so fast, they're going to be off the field in about 30 seconds. Um, it's going to be quite disastrous. Um, you don't want to see that. Um, here's the thing. When it comes to the offensive line, if they can't hold up, the speed of this offense will do them no favors. Um, and it also make it hard on the run game. So you hate to see that. But the whole top point of this topic was to talk about how Colorado is innovative. Um, this attracts recruits, this attracts parents, and this attracts NIL. Um, I think it shows that Colorado is a forward-thinking program. They want to do whatever they can to help their players earn as much uh, recognition, money, um, clout if you will as possible and while some people aren't a fan of it i saw a lot of backlash at, on social media about it yesterday people saying it's corny or whatever at the end of the day this is what matters to the kids um, i'm sure they love it i'm sure they think it's cool and that's all that matters so if you think that if you get players thinking your program's cool which they already have coach prime on the sidelines so that's cool um the more cool things about the program the more likely they are to attract guys to this um to this program to be a part of something bigger and part of something new um when we come back i'm going to be giving you guys the latest on all things pac 12 big 12 and even kind of big 10 because it coincides with what i'll be talking about um, when we get back welcome back we're talking about the latest when it comes to call triple on realignment um as we know colorado has gone to the big 12 um, they are not expected to be the only ones to go. Um, it's really interesting. Arizona, kind of viewed as the next program in. Arizona State, Utah, those three schools seem to be in a pact. Um, do they go? Do they stay? We'll find out. Um, Dan Wetzel of Yahoo Sports, excuse me, reported today. Or, yeah, reported today on the app formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I believe it now goes by X. Reported um, basically what are the possibilities for the Pac-12 and all these other schools. Um, Arizona is kind of the the first domino. If they decide to stay in the Pac-12, the Pac-12 probably lives. If they decide to leave, the Pac-12 probably dies. Um, they are kind of the, everybody's looking at them, like what are they going to do? They met recently. Um, they had a board of regents meeting where I think there was hundreds, maybe thousands of people hoping to figure out what was going to happen. And like, 20 seconds in they were like okay this is an executive meeting so public asset access void so everybody got kicked out of the meeting um after about 10 15 seconds uh which is kind of funny but arizona figuring out what they want to do obviously if they leave the big 12 um it would be detrimental to the pac-12 not sure 
if they could stick together, um, probably would lead to the Big Ten coming in, um, which I'll get to later. This scenario, uh, I think a lot of people don't consider this a possibility anymore, but it is. Um, whether while it's unlikely, it's still a possibility. Um, the Pac-12 can get Arizona and all these schools to stick together. The nine remaining schools will stick together and move forward. Um, they would then agree on a media rights deal, which based on what we saw the other day is based off of, or is heavily reliant on Apple streaming. Um, each school has a chance to earn. The number was reported at $25 million per year with the incentives of getting subscribers to earn more. And the PAC 12 is hoping to kind of get a, some TV action on there. I'm not really sure if that's going to work out. Um, but if they agree on a meteorite deal, which has kind of been this whole, the whole thing the whole year, if they agree on that, then they can expand adding San Diego State, SMU, Colorado State, Tulane, whoever it may be, um, to get that number back up. And then also, I saw something that was interesting um, from Jason Shear of, I believe it's, he's of 24-7 Sports. I don't remember what his site's name is. Um, here's the thing. Don't know how... I don't know how people would feel about this, but it would be interesting. It'd kind of be, it would keep the Pac-12 in the conversation longer. Um, merging with the Mountain West or the ACC, uh, that's kind of been floated out there uh, in the in the past couple hours since I've recorded this. Um, conferences merging together and just forming like it, the Mountain West would make more sense geographically, uh, but the ACC would take in the remaining Pac-12 teams and they'd have a cross continental cross-country rivalry and stuff like that um so that'd be interesting i'm not really sure how that works out but that is uh possible um if this were to happen that all these teams agree on a media rights deal uh, i think this effectively ends this wave of realignment um in terms of power five teams they're going to be adding power five teams florida state's kind of the interesting one right now but i think they're too much tied up in money too tied up in the acc deal so i don't know what their what their out would be um and then Obviously, I mentioned the Big Ten. The Big Ten once or looked into their the wording with the Big Ten is so interesting and it's really weird. Um, it's like they're trying to not be absolute or they're speaking in absolutes or whatever. So they're making it all complicated. They're waiting and watching them. Um, they're interested in jumping to 18 to 20 teams. If they do 20, it'll be Washington, Oregon, Stanford, Cal. Um, even if those programs join, they're not going to get the full membership um, money. So they probably get. 50 to 60 percent less which comes out to 50 to 65 million dollars so even if these programs go to the big 10 and they get a discounted uh, discounted rate they're still going to be making double um what the big 12 or big 10 excuse me what the pac 12 is making um so that's interesting so really have to pay attention in the, in the next coming days because john wilner reported today um, that the Pac-12's future is going to be decided in the next 24 to 36 hours. Uh, so you got to be got to be interested to see what happens there. Um, the Pac-12 realistically could either die within the next day or two, or it could live on um, for whoever know for until the next contract stuff is up. Um, but hopefully by then they, if they do survive, they have a much better plan going in. Um, but yeah, this has kind of been a craziness. Uh, crazy week. Colorado kind of kicked it off with jumping to the Big 12. And now we're looking to see who follows them, who doesn't follow them. So that's all I got for you guys today. Um, I appreciate you guys for tuning in to Locked on Buffs. Make sure to like, subscribe, follow. Have a great Thursday, and I will see you guys tomorrow.